0: Welcome to the Art of a Messy House podcast, where my house is messier than ever, but I am at my happiest, and the only answer for it is Jesus, where my hope is anchored. Come join me, Jen Kasuda, your host, for faith encouragement, testimonies, and devotionals as I share everyday faith in my real, authentic, not perfect way. There will be stories of humility, kindness, truth, and love as we walk in faith through the everyday relatable moments. As a wife, mom, teacher, and author, I am learning to embrace this messy but beautiful life while encouraging others to do the same. No matter what stage of faith you are at, you will learn of God's love here and be empowered to walk in your own beautifully distinct purpose, right here, right now. So let's step over the clutter together and laugh through the stress, for true beauty is in the art of a messy house. So dear God, please bless this beautifully imperfect mess. Love, Jen. Welcome to another episode of the Art of a Messy House podcast. Today, I am super excited to have someone I am blessed to be able to call a dear friend now, and it's somebody who I know in my everyday life and somebody who God put into my path a couple of years ago, and I am forever grateful. Her name is Jessica Rogers. She is a wife, mother, and overwhelmed mama turned professional organizer. She loves helping other busy moms find more peace and joy in their homes through decluttering and organizing. She works in person with clients in the New Jersey area and provides virtual coaching and support for moms everywhere else. Jessica loves Jesus, tacos and coffee. Her business's key Bible verse is John chapter 10, verse 10 and she loves supporting women as they find the abundant life that God has for them in their homes. That is so beautiful, just like you. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. Right back at you, friend. I was thinking of this whole topic of how to even get started in this conversation with this episode, what we had planned as the planners we are, right? Right. For just talking about the times in life, that on the surface, it seems one way. And so I thought that, first of all, it'd be a great introduction to the conversation to talk about how we met through our church, and how for me, on the surface, it looked one way, but it really got unfolded in a different way. I had been at a women's ministry get-together, and the pastor's wife was talking about how they had a a life group together, a community of other pastors' wives where they were meeting together, but not in person because the busyness of motherhood really was keeping them from being able to get together. So they would meet virtually through the WhatsApp or Marco Polo or Zoom. And I was like, I want that. Like I don't have that. I'm. I wonder if they have a community. I want to be part of a group of women who love the Lord and who are walking through all the craziness of motherhood too, but the beautiful parts of it too, right? And Mm -hmm. we can celebrate it and walk together. And so I reached out and I was like, I would love to be part of a life group, a small group, a community, you know, I would love to join one that's like that. And the response back was, well, we don't have one for you, right? And I was thinking (laughs) of that before this because I was like, wait, in those moments, it's almost like, oh, well too bad. They don't have a community. Yeah, I guess I can't be part of it. And then they were like, do you want to start one? And I remember like, who, me? Like, do you know me? Like, I I don't think, I mean, maybe someone else will, maybe I'll wait here. And it was like, you know what? The little prompts of the Lord, like, okay, well, why don't you start one? Just because they don't have something for you, just because there's not a community where you fit into, quote unquote, right? It doesn't mean you can't start one. And so on the surface, it seems sometimes that there's not a space for us, right? But there always mm-hmm. is. And community is so important. And I was like, oh, the enemy can sit there and try to like get us to be like, okay, well, they don't have mm-hmm. it. But it's like. But God has it for you. Exactly. He has it for you. He had it for you already lined up. And you were one of the people, actually. Were you the first person? I was trying to figure out if you were the first or second person. It was
1: either me or Allison. I don't know. We were neck and neck. Yeah. I don't know which email you got first, but we both signed up early on.
0: And that's how this wonderful group that now is over 10 people, like 13 women Mm -hmm. of moms of all ages that can talk and, you know, maybe we can't meet in person every week, but we can be fellowshipping and walking through life together through. All the types of communication and technology that are out there. So yeah, in those moments, it was like, what do you want me to do about this, right, God? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he will lead us in those moments to sometimes create something that we would even really plan to do. And so do you relate to that with the group and how? Oh, yes. I mean, for me, the funniest part of the group, and this is, again, what you said,
1: like God kind of, he leads us step by step. He knows what we are ready for, <laughs> but he also knows what he has for us. So for me, I was like looking online to see what life groups there were and you know, I felt very convicted that I had come to this church looking for community and we'll talk about that in a minute, but so I felt very convicted when they were doing a series on life groups that like, okay, I literally said that I was coming here looking for a community. How could I not join a life group? You know, that's like this happens to me sometimes where I pray for something and God provides the answer and I'm like, "Oh no, I don't want that." <laughs> I'm too yeah. busy for that. I can't fit that in. He's like, but you came here looking for community and you were praying for that. So um, <laughs> hello, here's the answer. So I go online and you know, I'm looking at the different group options and it very much appealed to me that the, the group met virtually. And then when we talked, you were like, oh yeah, it, we're not even going to probably meet virtually. We're just going to chat back and forth on WhatsApp. And I was like, what? This is perfect for my lifestyle. And then it was not long before another member joined, and it was very important to her that we start meeting face-to-face, even if it was just on Zoom. And so something that I thought I didn't have time for in my schedule quickly became a regular part of my schedule that the Lord had for us Yeah, um, and that fellowship that developed from there. So, again, it's just funny what we think we're going for and what he has planned for us may be two different things. And oftentimes it's those unexpected things that he is using to answer my prayers. If I'm observant enough to shut my mouth and open my eyes and watch for them and see that those are the answers to the prayers coming in. So, I think that's the theme or the common bond between the stories that we were going to talk about today that God may be doing exactly what you need and he may be doing exactly what you've even asked him for but the package may not look anything like what you were expecting and it may even look very distressing
0: no it's so true and what you said like being available to it and willing to then try it out right because i relate to so many things in my life looking back where i was like oh wow like i didn't plan it that way you know, we started to talk through like an app and we weren't going to meet even virtually. You know what? I didn't even know I needed that. Right. I was Mm -hmm. praying for something and I didn't necessarily know I needed it. But then all of a sudden you see an opportunity, something I've learned to kind of not do. And why I say practice the pause all the time is not react in that moment, like to the panic. Okay. Plan it out. How will I fit this in? But instead, really pause and say, God, what do you want me to do about this right now? Like, is this from you? If it is, show me what I'm supposed to do here and how I'm supposed to do this. And because he knows what we need. And often, even as much as we are super self-aware, I find myself like, oh, like, I didn't even know I needed this. Mm -hmm. Right. And all the things that I was making time for in my schedule Meanwhile
1: I'm asking him, "Oh, where's where's mm-hmm. community in the church? Where's that true fellowship with other families that I want to experience and that I want my children to experience?" And meanwhile I'm busy doing X, Y and Z, you know. And he's <laughs> like, "I have it for you. It's right over here. You need to come and participate in it though." You know, he won't he'll lead us, but he won't force us.
0: No, and that's how much he loves us. Yes. So going on this topic of On the surface, it seems like one thing while God is really showing us another or teaching us another. I often start episodes or in the episodes ask, since it is the art of a messy house, a time where life got messy, but God created beauty from it. But today I kind of want to rephrase it to just stay on the theme about what is a time that on the surface, it didn't look good, but God unfolded blessings and beauty, or maybe even on the surface, it looked one way, but God unfolded something completely different. Have you seen that in your life? Yes. I mean, so
1: many times, and I know you and I have talked about this often. I know we're both in a season right now where we're experiencing some things that on the surface don't look quite like what we were maybe hoping for, but we trust that the Lord is doing something and we don't see the outcome of that yet. Um, But I have a couple stories where I've started to see the outcome. So I know two that we had talked about sharing. One is more dramatic than the other, but to me, they're both as poignant because as I was thinking about these stories, the common theme is that God is the hero. Mm. The common theme is that he was working. And I would say the theme of both of them is that I was not faithful necessarily, but he was faithful. And that's given me a lot of comfort moving forward, especially I think as younger Christians, we can get so hard on ourselves and so down on ourselves like, oh, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing that right. And maybe that's why some of these things are happening or going wrong. And then just to see God work through the things that have happened or gone wrong and to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. He's got this. (laughs) It doesn't matter if I wander off. He always brings us back. He always moves us forward into what we need to grow in him if we are open to that. Mm -hmm. So I know the first story that came to mind when we were talking about this topic was we had what most people would consider a tragedy um, happened to us when my daughter was four years old. She was getting progressively more and more ill and we didn't know what was going on. And it turned out that she had leukemia. And I mean, thankfully, it was the most curable kind of childhood leukemia. So those people who were in the medical community were like, oh, yeah, she's going to be fine. But as a parent, you know, when you hear leukemia, your first thought is not, oh, yeah, my child's going to be fine. Your first thought is, you know, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You go into crisis mode. So it did not look good on the surface. Um, She was having trouble just getting out of bed. She basically had stopped functioning. And we ended up going to the ER and she was diagnosed. So it was not looking good. And it wasn't good. I don't want to say that it was a good time because I feel like that would not do justice to the trial that it was and also to those families who have not had such a positive outcome as we have had. Um, We've been very blessed that my daughter is absolutely fine now and she's living a disease-free life. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. But whenever I tell this story, I just want to pay honor i guess to those for whom god has been faithful when the story did not end the way we would have wanted it to this side of heaven because i know that some other people have walked a much harder road yeah than we have and and don't have the luxury of saying that their child is fine now mm-hmm. although hopefully they're fine with jesus right yeah So we walked through this trial, and it was a very surreal experience for me because what started to happen was people started to come out of everywhere to help us. We were in a preschool community, a Christian preschool community, and we were in a church community, and even strangers in town started just dropping off meals, dropping off gifts. People came over and cleaned for us. People came and cleaned my bathroom. I mean... My goodness. People just did surprising acts of kindness. And what was so interesting to me was who the Lord sent. Some of them were our closest friends, but one of the stories that touched me the most, there was a woman that I had not seen in years. I hadn't seen her since college, and we had really only been acquaintances. But she remembered a very small time that I had been kind to her that I had honestly even forgotten about, but I guess it was very meaningful to her. And even that was the Lord. Working through that, but she remembered that time, and when she saw that we were going through this troubling time, she came over and asked if she could clean my daughter's bathroom for her. And it was just like, who does that? (laughs) Who who contacts you, you know, twenty years later? How many years later it was to ask if they can come clean your bathroom? It was like so surreal, and just to see the provision of the Lord, because you expect your best friends to show up for you, right? You expect your close family members to show up for you. But I saw the Lord's hand in that random people that I would not have expected. There was just provision. It actually became overwhelming, yeah, which is kind of funny now because that really is what kicked off my current profession of being a professional organizer. I wow. started to get overwhelmed by all of the stuff in the house because people were giving us so many gifts. I can see that, yeah. (laughs) And I think there's actually a verse in scripture. I'll have to look this up. I come back to this every so often, but it's about the blessing coming so fast that it's going to overwhelm you. And that is what started to happen. And so the bizarre part of this is like, it was this dichotomy of we're in this terrible time. And I always say like, it was the best of times and the worst of times. We were in this horrible time and yet the blessings were so strong and they were just coming from everywhere. And there was this one day that always sticks in my mind. And it may seem insignificant to others, but I w- was in the hospital room with my two daughters and my husband and I were there. And we were hanging out after his work day. And we were playing board games. And we were about to order some takeout from our favorite place near the hospital. And I looked around and I thought, wow, this is really fun. And I just had this absolute peace in that moment. And it was like, wow, this is the kind of family time that I've been wanting us to have. It's like, what a weird thing to think, right? When you're in the hospital, your child is critically ill. And I'm like, oh, these are the kind of bonding times Mm -hmm. I've been praying
0: for us to have. How God meets us in those moments. And those moments are not, I, I know what you're saying by saying they're insignificant, like they may seem that way to others. It's just, I find those those moments are like the ones really that make such a huge difference if we're open to yes seeing that I'm like over here, like crying right now. Yeah. I warned you. I was going to cry. I have my tissues over here. I'm a crier. No, I am too. I cry <laughs> when I'm angry, when I'm mad, when I'm happy. This is the reason why it would be wonderful to be in person for different things, such as groups and stuff like right. that. So how God just does those things.
1: So what I was able to take from that is, I don't know if you've ever uh, read any of Corey Ten Boom's books, but she talks about the blessings that they were finding in the concentration camp. And obviously our experience in the hospital room was like nothing compared to that. But I could relate on the level of God is meeting us here in the midst of life-threatening illness in the hospital. And I am okay here, and I am actually peaceful and happy in this moment. And the thought that occurred to me and that I've carried with me is, if God could meet me here, if I could be okay in this circumstance, I know that I could be okay in any circumstance. Not that there are not much harder circumstances than that. There are much harder circumstances. But when I saw that His grace rose to the level of the circumstance. And it was not me. I was not in the best place in my Christian life. I was not being faithful, as faithful as I had been in past seasons about prayer and Bible reading. I had two little kids. I was overwhelmed. But that didn't matter because the story was not about me. It was not about how faithful I was. It was about how faithful God was. So faithful. And I was able to carry that forward and know that whatever the new circumstance was, that he would meet us there. And you don't always, obviously, it's not all, you know, peaches and rainbows. (laughs) You don't always feel that in every moment of every new circumstance. But on a deeper level, deep down, you know, I know that it's going to work out in the end. It doesn't always feel that while you're going through the ups and downs of the mountains and the valleys. But looking back, I can see it working out. And I can see some of the positive things that shifted in our family during that time that were things I was praying for. And again, it's like, here's God delivering the answer on a silver platter. It was like, here are exactly the things you've been praying for, but the package was not at all what I would have expected. And yet he was working out the very things for our good that we needed.
0: Yeah. Amen. He always does that. It's like we live in this world that's broken and there's things we won't understand. It's like so many things we walk through, so many hard things. Like, I'm so sorry that you had to walk through that. And the other people walk through the hard things and that, you know, it just, when we face these things to stand on testimonies of that, like yours, like that's such a beautiful testimony of how, like you said, God's grace extends and meets, like he meets us where we are. You know, like there are times where we are not going to know what to do or how to handle it, or we're not going to know what to say. You know, we may not be reading our Bible as much as we should be or praying as much, but God, when we cry out to Him, He knows and He extends it. And He is the hero, like you said in the beginning of that. He is the hero, and He meets us wherever we are. Thank you so much for sharing that testimony. There's so much I want to say to that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When you were in that crisis mode, and all these people were coming and showering you, I just it's incredible because it just shows how all those prompts that we get to like mm-hmm. call the person to say hi to hold the door for the person to smile the person to pray for the person in and we've talked you I know you have a testimony mm-hmm. of that too like pray for the person in the store when that person comes on your heart like all those things that we did when we were younger when we did those things those acts of kindness and acts of love they matter as small as we label them God is in them and he it just is incredible to think back to that people remember them Mm -hmm. and they could shift their day, their mood. And when you were in the crisis mode, what was something, because you grew up knowing Jesus and what did you?
1: After a certain
0: age. Yeah. Not as a child,
1: but at around age
0: 12. Okay. So, but at this time, what did you do? What are some tips you would share with people?
1: honestly, I don't think I did a great job. I'm not going to lie. I, I, was, I was panicking, which is normal. I continually reached out for prayer. And one of the things I could see that you know someone who was more mature in that moment answered one of my requests for prayer. And it's funny because I've really shifted how I approach asking for prayer now. But at that time, it was like, oh, my goodness, this is happening. This is happening to my daughter. Please pray. Mm -hmm. You know, there was more of like a desperation, a panic than that trust of I know the Lord is going to work this out. And I remember someone who was a little more mature wrote something as a comment that I thought
0: was a little blunt. And she
1: just was like, God is still on his throne.
0: Wow. That just gave me the uh, Holy Spirit chills. But it's true, right? At the moment. It
1: was hard for me to receive that because I was kind of like, but I'm telling you my crisis. I'm telling you my panic. And now that I have matured a little in that area, I'm never going to claim to have arrived. There's always so far to go. But I have noticed like in our group when we share, there's one sister who always says it is well. Mm -hmm. I noticed that too. Yes. You know who I'm talking about.
0: And that's also my yes. father-in-law always would say that. That would be his first response. And I always look at that now reflecting back. That was like, I'm trusting God. I'm giving him mm-hmm. the glory. And then he would get quiet. I've been really doing a lot of reflecting on how he would respond to situations now. And I do wish, although I think I don't need to know because I think I mm. do know why he did certain things that I never really acknowledge until now. I'm like, whoa, okay. He would pause. He would say something like that all as well. And then there would be a pause and I'm like, come on, come on, come on, like, help me out here. But he would then say, hey, like, let's pray. Let's talk this out. Let's pray. And I think that's important to know, too, because we all need different things. What we need or what we think we need, someone else may not need, right? And so just really learning to pause in those moments and ask God how we can help that person. Yes.
1: So I think moving forward, like now this is so many years later, this is about six years later now since that time period. What I learned coming out of that was don't go to everyone else with your panic first. Mm. Just wait, trust the Lord. If you need to ask for prayer Give the bare minimum. (laughs) I was in the mindset of giving every detail, like as if I was expecting other people to solve the problem for me. And instead, just, okay, you know, can you please pray for my marriage? Can you please pray for something going on with my daughter or whatever? And not that I never give details, but just kind of shifting the focus from, oh, if I tell everyone everything that's going on, that's going to fix it somehow, to God's got this he's going to work it out. I can ask for support and prayer as he's working it out, but I don't need to hit the panic button.
0: It's so true. Actually, the past year has really taught me to kind of tone down. I have an openness to want to share and talk and help and it's my heart. And you know, I realize there's a lot of gifting in that, but there's also, it has to be tamed. There is a time and a place. And like you said, I think that the whole pausing to not panic, but to trust, to be still, to know that, you know, and if we do need somebody, God will align our path with the person to share the details with. Mm -hmm. He is so good to do that too.
1: Yes. I think for me, it's been, you know, where is my heart? Is my heart that I'm expecting this Mm -hmm. person to help me? And obviously we need friends and sisters to come alongside us. That's what our whole group is about. But ultimately, who is my hope in?
0: Amen. So true.
1: I have to come back to that pretty often (laughs) because it's easy to get sidetracked. And obviously the enemy would want to distract us with that. So I feel like that leads in pretty well to the other story that I was hoping to share, which was related very much to how we met. And again, this is a classic example of the Lord giving you exactly what you need, exactly what you're praying for, and it doesn't look like what you think it's going to look like. So we had been plugged into a church. My husband and I have gone to many churches in the area over the years that we've been married, and we started going to a church a little bit closer to home after my daughter was born because she was not great in the car, unlike most babies. And so we had plugged in there, and I had sown a lot of seeds, you know. I wanted community, as we were already discussing, and so I had joined the Mops group, and I was, you know, becoming friendly with the other parents of kids of similar ages, and I felt like I had just sown a lot of seeds there. And my husband broached the subject one day that, you know, hey, I kind of feel the Lord leading me for us to visit another church. Hmm. And I wish I could say in that moment that I got quiet and I paused and I trusted the Lord, but I did not. I I was like, what? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But our kids love this church and I love this church and we have all these friends. It was like, I've built this community here. I'm... Hmm. Making this work, you know, I need this. But the Lord knows what I need. Mm -hmm. Amen. Better than I do. And here's the irony of this. After we did visit some other churches and ultimately ended up at the church where you and I are now in life group together, something changed at that church that I was trying to stay at. And pretty much everyone that we knew dispersed and ended up at other places. So imagine if I had kicked and screamed and held on to that and had not listened to my husband listening to the Lord. And if I had fought against the gift that the Lord was trying to give me, I would have been at that church all alone because everyone else jumped ship. So it's just so ironic. Sometimes we can't see what's coming, right? And we think that we know what the answer is and what we want and what we need, Um, But the Lord knew what I needed, and He had provision for that. So the three main things that I was praying for in that season were community with other moms, with other Christian moms, I should say. I had community with other moms through the preschool, but I really wanted a deeper Christian community. I really wanted my kids to be growing up, seeing other families following Christ, for that to be a normal thing for them. Not that that should be all that they see. My kids go to public school. They see a lot of things, and I think that's good for them. We often talk about, you know, oh, so and so worships this God, and we worship Yahweh, you know, and everyone's going to make their choice. And this is the choice that our family has made. But I wanted my kids to have other families in their lives who are following the Lord. And the last thing was, I was crying out to the Lord for what is the next chapter for me as far as my. Purpose and using my gifting. You know, like you, I'm a very creative person. I always have a hundred million ideas. And I was a former teacher, but I knew that that lifestyle was for me very all consuming because of the way that I tend to give myself to my work. And I needed um, to do something that was going to allow more balance for my family. And so that was about four years that I was crying out to the Lord for that. And lo and behold, he answers that prayer by pulling me out of the church where I'm comfortable and where I have my little cushy nest that I feel safe in. And he's like, oh, you're going to go over here now. And I'm like, okay, Lord, well, if we're going to that church, here's my list of things that I want. I want a community of women. I want families. And you know what he told me in my prayer time? He was like, Shh. <laughs> stop worrying about any yeah. of that. I'm going to cover that. It was sort of the seek things first and all will be added unto you. It's like, I'm going to be taking care of those things. So you can just stop praying about those now. What I want you to do is to go to that church and serve. Mm. And you ever just hear something in your spirit like clear as day? Yes. I can't even describe it. People are like, what is it to hear from the Lord? I'm like, I'm not sure I can communicate it to you. But I just knew that he told me, drop that. Stop giving me your laundry list of things that you would like in the new church. Show up there and start serving. And wouldn't you know, it was right about the time of Hurricane Ida, so there were many opportunities to serve. Showed up, started serving, and it wasn't after you know maybe a couple weeks or a couple months, all these other volunteers kept saying to me, hey, you're so organized. Mm. When you do this, wow, you, you really have a gift for organization. To the point that it was weird. Yeah. It was starting to become a little strange. It was like, did someone put you up to this? Why is everyone saying the same thing? And, you know, we all can be a little dense. But after a while, I took the hint. I was like, okay, Lord, I think I might hear you saying that this is a direction that I should go, that this is a gifting that you're giving me in this season, and that this is something that I could do in this next chapter to help others. And he just unfolded it step by step by step that I did some organizing projects at church and then I did some for friends and family. And then I was like, okay, Lord, well, if this is the thing, I'm gonna look for a program and get certified. And then I started helping people for money and pretty soon it was a full-fledged business. And here I am, you know, just a few years later and all of those prayers, the community with other women, my kids seeing other families serving the Lord, my having a full business that I did not even have a brainchild for at that point. I mean, I was organizing my own house. Like we talked about, I became overwhelmed after the leukemia season and was like, ah, we need to get this place back in order. And I went on a journey in my own house, but I had no vision at that time for doing that for others. And if I had fought the Lord on that little prompting that he gave to my husband, That didn't feel good to me because it felt like coming out of my comfort zone i'm sure he would have worked in some other way because he always does but he used that route that unexpected package (laughs) that i did not like the look of to answer the exact prayers that i had been praying
0: oh i love that he's so good like that he's so faithful it actually made me think about how like so often we talk about the distractions right like oh there's like stuff distracting us right but sometimes our own lists can be our distractions and not that they're not like things that the Lord wants us to do even right. And not that they're bad things. They're often good things, but sometimes we get so caught up in the routine. And when we slow down and really like listen to God and do the things and we're available, he continues like there's these divine moments in the disruptions to our lists. And I find that that's where he meets us, right? When we just take that step of faith, like you did, that's your testimony and, and how it's unfolding is just so beautiful and such a beautiful thing to even be able to watch it and like listen. And when you share about everything that's unfolding with the business and everything like that and how it was just your availability and your obedience to what he told you to do. And he heard all the prayers, right? He is faithful to his promises and we just have to do what he tells us to do and he does the rest.
1: Right. And what I love is that I am still not the hero of the story. I think I shared with you, I always say, whatever work I do with my clients is confidential, but in very general terms, the Lord has connected me with several women of faith lately who are feeling overwhelmed in their homes, but they have capacity for ministry. One is a ministry family. Some other women are like us, believers, just doing whatever the Lord puts in front of us, right? But they are having to divert some of their energy. To the overwhelm in their homes. And if the Lord can just take that off of their plate and give them peace in their homes, they are gonna have so much more energy and capacity to do the other things that He's given them to do. And He's just bringing these women to me, I would say randomly, but I don't believe there is any randomness with God, that I'm not advertising. These women are just finding me somehow. And I just pray, Lord bring me whoever you want to serve. And he is serving them through me. I'm not showing up being like, I have all the answers. You know, I have a lot of training and I have a lot of experience at this point, but the Lord is doing a work and he's bringing me the right people at the right time. He's bringing me to them and he's bringing them to me. And I can see his hand in it, that he's doing the work. And that's why I have John 10:10 as the businesses. Verse, because the Lord said that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And I think that sometimes in this world, there's so much stuff, there's so much physical stuff, emotional clutter that builds up that can steal from us the abundant life that Jesus really has for us. And to see how we can let go of that and move forward with Him it's really been a blessing in in my life and i love seeing it happen for others as well because i know that he has that abundant life for us and if we're not experiencing it then we need to look around and you know figure out where we can find it because it is there for us
0: amen thank you so much i know we have to kind of wrap it up although i want to continue yeah. like just sharing all these times that god just like unfolded so much more thank you so much for sharing all that. These two testimonies and just everything you're doing. And speaking of your business and organization, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you if they want to learn more? Absolutely. So uh, the business is called Peaceful Home
1: Organizing, LLC, and you can find me at www.peacefulhomeorganizing.com or on Instagram, you can DM me at Peaceful Home Organizing. I love chatting with women about what they're experiencing in their homes and what support I might be able to provide and helping
0: them walk into that freedom that the Lord has for them. I love how you're using your giftings for the kingdom and doing such a beautiful...
1: Likewise.
0: I usually close out in prayer. Would you bless us and close
1: us out in prayer? Sure, thing. Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the amazing way that you are working in our lives every day in the big things, in the little things, in the crises and in um, the seemingly insignificant day to day things. Thank you, Lord, for the way that you brought um, Jen and I together, the way that you um, unfolded our friendship and the way that you knew what we needed, even when we did not know And I just thank you that you are the hero of our stories, that even now um, you are the hero of this week, Lord. And I pray for whoever's listening today, Lord, that they would be encouraged that whatever mistakes they have made this week, whatever mess they have going on in their art of a messy house, that Um, you are the hero of that story and that you have for them abundant life wherever they are, whatever circumstance they find themselves in right now, whether they are in a hospital room, whether they are going to a new church, whether they have a new baby or um, any experience that we experience in life, we thank you, Jesus, that you came and you lived a life among us messy people here and you know every part of what that's like. Um, So, we thank you that we can come to you with absolutely anything, the good things and the hard things, and that you are faithful through it all. And we thank you for today and for this conversation. And we pray that you would bless it and use it for the right purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Art of a Messy House podcast. And thank you even more for being here. Be sure to visit theartofamessyhouse.com to join the conversation. Subscribe there for weekly devotionals and discover some fantastic bonus resources as well. And while that's all for this episode, I hope that you will follow along and always remember, most importantly, that you are loved, you are seen, and you are known. So until next time, God bless.